Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. That's a great question. So compassion comes from um, the space. Because what we discover um, is that we have a lot of attitude to what's happening in our in our um, fields, you know, we might have some pain in our body, chronic pain. We might have really angry thoughts about our mother or our sibling. We might have, you know, a really noisy neighbour. We might have, you know, terrible menstrual cramps. We might have, you know, memories that torment us. And so these all pop up in the four fields. They are the kind of like ping, plop, 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 like whack-a-mole. They're like ping, pong, ping, pong, sort of like all these things that constitute our present moment. But when we start to ask this question, how do I feel about what it is that I'm experiencing? Then um, if we can stay with that question, we quickly recognize that we feel a great deal and often... Um, quite negative things. We hate our pain or we're frightened of our pain. We really, really are ashamed of our evil thoughts. We are you know, ar- irritated and angry and tired of our menstrual uh, problems. We are you know, really resistant and blanking out our painful memories. So even within our self-system, we have a great deal of what in Buddhism is known as the three poisons, which are hating something, feeling kind of aggression towards it or not wanting it, or really clinging to something, wanting more of it, um, or just ignoring things, dissociating things, which are the three mind poisons. And when your mind is full of the three mind poisons, it's very difficult to be compassionate to yourself, And it's almost impossible to be compassionate to other people because the three mind poisons of like, I don't like this feeling, I I shouldn't be having that thought, this pain is not fair, or oh, that noise, oh, I don't like this. We're constantly in this like, or this this sort of low level or, or spasmodic kind of clench against our experience. And that is really exhausting. And what we discover is that actually it's not the content, it's not the experience that is really the problem because the experiences come and go and they're largely out of our control. We can't really control our body, can't control our emotions, we can't really control our thoughts, certainly can't control the outside world that presents itself to our senses. But the stance we have towards these experiences This is actually what generates most of the negativity and suffering in our life. I don't like my life. I don't like these experiences. I don't want this body. I don't want these thoughts. I don't like this feeling. I don't like that person. I don't like these sounds. I want more of that sound. Too much of that sound, not enough of this sound. I want more bliss in my body. I want So the, the, the whole background experience of our life is just one 
long slog of wanting, not wanting, or ignoring. And if other people get a look-in in the middle of all that, then it's usually as a bit player in your drum. I want more of you. You need to be more of this. I don't want you to be like that. So even if somebody is suffering and you want their suffering to end, you know, if we're very honest, it's often so that we don't have to feel it anymore. And this is, this is not, you know, this is not a judgment. Pretty much everybody feels this way a lot of the time. But if we can work with that stance, that underlying fifth field stance, how do I feel about what I'm experiencing? And we can start to relax that and clear it up. Then we get to a space of much more open, accepting, friendly, warm, human um, stance towards our experience. This is, you know, in internal family systems is what Richard Schwartz calls the, the big self or the true self with a capital S. In between the, the big open self that just just loves being human, loves the pain, loves the ups and downs, and, and totally loves that in other people too. There's often this kind of really skulking, uh, persistent, habitual self with a small s, often different kinds of self, that is critical and judgmental and mean and like clinging and needy and and when you're in that layer, when you're in, you're in that experiencer role that is full of like preference, then it's very difficult to be compassionate because it's always being distorted by the kind of the pressure cooker of like wanting and not wanting and ignoring. But if you can sort of take another step back, this is what I was saying to Jane, like so from the step back into the experience uh, boots, as it were, which has a lot of preference, and then step back again and see the experience's preference, then we have a real sense of freedom, a sense of big self, which sort of finds it all kind of sweet and poignant and loves not only the experience, but also the, the experiencer who is like, I don't like this, so I do like this. So there's a sort of double step back, which is, if you like, into the true fifth field, which is completely open, open awareness. And from that place, then true compassion arises absolutely spontaneously. You don't have to try and be compassionate. It's just the very nature of that big self, of that open space. So, you know, we can, we can try hard to be kind to ourselves. But then that becomes, often that becomes a bit too much effort and it becomes a preference. In a way, we need to like step back and see our, our stance towards experience and then just take another step back so we can see how we can let go of that stance or just recognize how human that stance is and love that. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, perfectly.
Oh, great. <laughs> it's, it's not always the easiest thing to explain, but I, I, I feel it's like a two-step. There's the, there's the us that is often you know, completely glued into the, the material of the four fields. Oh, my pain, my feelings, my thoughts. Oh, this is me. Oh, you know, we're just we're completely glommed on to the phenomena. We totally identify with our trapped wind and our headache and our you know, noisy neighbor or the cold wind or whatever. And then there's a, another stance that we can get to in meditation and in therapy where we're like, well, how do I feel about these things? How do I feel about the weather? How do I feel about my pain? How do I feel about my feelings, my emotions? How do I feel about sounds? How do I feel about this taste? And this kind of creates a little bit of space. We have this, it's only maybe a little bit of space, but it changes everything when we stop identifying with the stuff of the four fields and we start to recognize that there is an experiencer that experiences things. And that experiencer, which we could say is the you or the I, um, is not immediately just a clean, empty slate. It's full of preference. It doesn't like this thing. It likes, it wants more of that thing. And it totally ignores that thing. And that's not, a, that's not bad or, or good particularly. It's just not a very nice place to hang out. And you can feel that, that when you, when you ask the question, how do I feel about my experience? You go, oh, I really don't like it. And it feels, the, you know, your body will mirror that. It's like, I like feeling this way. And in a way, then we can take another step and say, oh, oh, so sweet that you don't like your own life. And then immediately compassion rises up. Because it's like, don't not like your own life. It's, I'll be with you. I can, it's a sort of like, this big self is automatically on your side. It's automatically uh, tender. It doesn't really have a stance even. It's just like a big open heart. And it doesn't really feel fear. It doesn't feel dislike. It doesn't feel, it doesn't want to ignore things. It's just big open space is warm and interested and alive and this is this is where we want to hang out and if we're going to identify with anything then it's this wide open fifth space fifth field big self whatever you want to call it and it doesn't mean that the four the elements of the four fields vanish or indeed the preference of the experience of vanish it's all still there but it's just held in this bright, open, tender-hearted field. We don't want to scrub things out because that's just dissociation. We just see the whole game, the whole display and arising and passing of things in a kind of joyous state of presence without really any separation. Sounds good, huh? <laughs> yeah.
So this is, you know, you can get glimpses of it. And, you know, as Jane said, you know, sometimes we can have very vivid, um, almost terrifying glimpses of it. But the, the path of meditation is a more gentle, gradual acclimatization to that open state. State of awareness. And that's the state that, you know, Buddhas inhabit and that these enlightened teachers of all traditions, not just the Buddhist tradition, but you know, this is what is the common thread of all spiritual practice, is this open-hearted space of uh, awareness that is without preference. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join our live sessions, you can at mindsprings-practicespace.org. Also, if you feel inspired to give us a review or a rating, we'd really appreciate it. It helps other people find us.